I'm Baby Doll. I'm Colonel Decker. And I'm Superman. Which makes this um, a back to normal lethal watching. Normal can be used to describe oh, yeah. us. <laughs> normal bitch. <laughs> um, I mean, normal as in no bongos during the opening uh, bit. Oh, yes, and kazoos. Yeah, no kazoos. <laughs> There's always room for kazoo. There's <laughs> always room for kazoo. Hello, Martin and Jared. Hello, Phil and Jared. Hello, <laughs> Phil and Martin. <laughs> I'm glad we've all introduced ourselves again this week. It's almost like a Walton's thing, that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the Walton's theme tune was. It wasn't that, I can guarantee you that. Was that it? Yeah. Was that Little House in the Prairies? No, Little House in the Prairies is something like... Hello everybody. With it with it. How how are you guys doing? Uh good. Yeah, yeah. Good man. Yeah, good. Good weeks. Good weeks had by all. Good 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 few weeks. Good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. However, it's been a bit of a sad news. If you all heard at the beginning, I announced myself as Colonel Decker as a little tribute because yesterday Lance Legault uh, died, or Lance Legault, rather, who, of course, was Decker, the man who chased the A-team all over the place. My God. So oh. he died. So that was a bit of a sad thing. He never got them. Ed. He never, he got, never, them. Did he never got them. And he's, he's gone now chasing after Hannibal once more <laughs> <laughs> that's commitment he's followed into the afterlife that's you know that's yeah. to his credit oh so, that's yes. I didn't realise that yeah no no I don't think anyone did I've not mm. seen anyone mention it on Twitter which was sad but there we go even worse yeah mm. well, how have I, you guys been I went to the Doctor Who experience and it was brilliant oh, oh yeah that's right yeah. yeah I took a picture of the uh, 10th Doctor's control panel just for Martin because yeah, though he loves the tenth Doctor, the shit one. Yeah, that's the one. God damn you! <laughs> say such a thing. He bit How on it. Dare you. He bit Not on in it. my eyesight. Not in my earshot. <laughs> but if you're ever in Cardiff, I'd recommend it. It was brilliant. I, I, it's something that's on my list to do, and I think I've, yeah, possibly, possibly may happen in the future now. Yeah, mm. cause I, cause I flew the TARDIS, so there you go. No. Have that. I have already won this podcast. How did your lad enjoy it? He was thoroughly impressed by the whole thing. He was like, you know, because he's fully a Whovian at the moment. Mm. So it just blew his little mind. Tell you what, we never let anything like that. Imagine going to like that and being a kid. That would have been awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Although it's been trumped by, I think, the uh, Alien Wars is coming back to Glasgow. Remember Alien, Alien Wars? Wars? Remember that? <clears throat> the, 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 the kind of Alien live show thing where you were kind of walking through this thing and then um, aliens kind of jumped out and Marines were shooting them and stuff. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it was there in like the early 90s, I think. Okay. And then um, it closed and now apparently it's coming back. It's just... Oh. I always wanted to go because you're like escorted with people wearing full-on marine outfits. Cool. Wow. So, so wait, you, does this mean that Mr. Evil Ninja Phil is actually going to attempt to go to Glasgow? <laughs> no. Oh, that's the point. <laughs> I'll make sure I go um, on a time that is like as Those far as away from ConCon as possible. <laughs> that'll be my one trip to Scotland. Oh, sorry, guys. I had to go to the uh, I had to go to the Alien War. Sorry. <laughs> Much better, much better than sorry, you people. Sorry, guys. We should explain actually to our new viewers who aren't aware, ConCon is a special meeting of all the fans of Consylvania, which was an old internet gaming show, long since dead, unfortunately. But there we go. Long because since of course, dead. We've got, we've got new listeners now. So yeah, looks to... yeah. You might yeah. Jesus, we might have new people listening to this and stuff. Yeah. Hi, listeners, lethal listeners. Hi. Yeah, actually, right enough. Time to actually concentrate on what you two are talking about and. This is do your this is your agenda. Some, this week, do something Jared. proper. I'm in charge. Well, yes. well, well, come on then. Put your foot down. Right. Okay. I'm in charge. You two have blathered enough. It's lethal watching. Right. So, mofos. Um, this episode was another quick job agenda. <laughs> As always. <laughs> which, which actually, it wasn't a quick job because I was talking about something on um. What was I talking about on uh, Twitter? Oh yeah, I was talking about people um. Because people had started to have these reviews of Cloud Atlas coming out, and I was remarking how the already highly pretentious um, tweets and reviews of some people won't get it, and um, what was the other? What's the other thing um, that other people are saying? Oh, you know, you'll either love it or you will hate it. <laughs> like, what, what's wrong with that, though? Well, I really hate. I really hate some people don't get it, because basically it means that if you don't like it, you're clearly a moron. Is what the people who say that mean? I don't think that's the um, intent of that. Like all the time, it is. It, it when people say you don't get it, it means you know you clearly you know, yeah, don't if you understand say, if you, if you what the director directly, is trying to do. If you if you say directly to someone you don't get it, that's a bit rude. But saying you know, it will split opinion. Some films do, so. That. Yeah, but I think it's for a, I think you know when people say that I think it's 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 like a defense. I think the people who like it are already firing up a defense of this film won't be universally liked, but we were there first. Mm. Sort of thing. And it just it really winds me up and then it got me thinking about how the Cloud Atlas trailer really to me just looked like a load of too much stuff in a well, trailer. Yeah, but you, I thought we already um, confirmed that you were wrong about that. Well, we didn't confirm that's, that I was wrong about it because that's my recollection. we're about to talk about now, trailers aren't we're always the best judges of films. So We're doing it now? Well, yes. We're going to do it now. Great, Mac. Oh, that's like we skipped two things of your agenda. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. No, we're not going to. <laughs> yes. What film did you watch this week, Martin? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for asking. Uh, 
I, I the last film I watched was The Watch. Nah. Which is actually related to our main subject oh, um, in that I saw the trailer and I was very much of the mindset thinking, you know, it's a Ben Stiller film. It can't be all that bad, you know, because Ben Stiller usually does good comedies. And I went in and was severely disappointed with it. And I was, it had me racking my mind thinking why it's so bad. And then I went and looked on the internet and it said it all when it was co-written by Seth Rogen. And I thought, that's fucking why. Because Seth uh, Rogen? I just find his humour is very, very poor. Um, Not like uh, the Good Hornet. It's basically, it's basically drug or dick humour. That is the surmise of his humour. It's, it's nothing talented. There's no wit in there at all. You know, and you, you get the feeling that they were trying to do a Ghostbusters with this film. But the problem there is he just isn't that funny enough. Really, he's just like all the time. Just it's basically like. A, a preteen schoolboy just laughing at tits and and cocks, basically. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, that does sound quite funny. <laughs> it's it's really not. It's not. You know when because and the way it happens as well. It feels like that they they write. I'm not entirely sure if there is actually a proper script or they allowed them to they allowed the actors to get there like on uh, Kirby enthusiasm through um, what you call it through improv. Hello? <laughs> yes, we're listening. No, silence there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if there was an, actually an, an, a true script or if they indeed let the actors... You know, you can always on. tell when that happens in films. And, and there is a scene in this film which definitely... Because they tended to over-speak one another and try to outdo one another. Vince Vaughn particularly winning that scene, obviously, because he's that's what he does, really. That's what Vince Vaughn does. But I just feel that there's like a, a moment halfway through the film, and it happens actually... No, it happens twice in the film. And it's an event or two events which kind of breaks the film for them and tells them what's going on and this is how you do it kind of thing. And for me, that just feels like it's just really, really bad writing. So you're kind of saying that the uh, the director of Hot Rod isn't very good? Um, is the same director as Hot Rod? Yeah, it is. Not necessarily. Hot Rod is the best film I don't ever. Think it's direction at all that's the problem here i think it's the story because it's like they they work themselves up into this well they they kind of meander along and they almost get to the point halfway through the film where they don't know what to do next and progress until the director it's not the director man hot rod is awesome it's it's truly the writing and like i say if i had i known it was seth rogan who co-wrote it before entering the cinema i've gone so Hmm? so Really well, I, I like I generally like Seth Rogen films. Like I really enjoyed Green Hornet and Pineapple Express. Enjoyed enjoy those I a great deal. I don't absolutely don't hate them. It's, it's just fine. You'll be disappointed. I, I get a feeling you'll be disappointed if you go and see this film. You know, and it also makes me wonder why Seth Rogen didn't actually do anything in this film. Does he like realize it's quite shit? Yeah. <laughs> but was it not? Was it not? Um, Graham Linehan sort of very non-committally said about um, you know Richard Ayodes in it. Um, he just basically said, "I hope it's good, and I hope the script is you know up Richard, to his up to his talent or something like that." Richard Ayodade. Oh, I'm sorry about how you say his name. Ayodade is it? Yeah, uh, he comes off very well in this film. In fact, really, the four of them do their best. 
you know, it still freaks me out seeing a thin Jonah Hill. <laughs> it, it freaks me out seeing that. Um, but yeah, even Vaughn does have a really good scene in this film. But you just feel that there's just something missing. There's just something which doesn't connect, you know, that chemistry. It's like there's either one-upmanship going on, there's not like a real team bonding kind of thing going on. And it's a shame. And like I say, Richard Iodide is very funny in this film, but it's that event which really annoys me, which I don't want to say because obviously you might want to see it. So, And if I tell you, that will spoil it. <laughs> oh, it's so disappointing. But okay. Yeah. You know, okay. I, so, that's... I was reading about um, Seth Rogen's actually going to direct a film, and it sounds amazing. What is it? It's called Quick, End of the World. Quickly. Called End of the World. Oh, was this uh, the one with him and Jay Baruchel? Uh, yeah, the plot description is, whilst, whilst attending a party at James Franco's house, Seth Rogen, Rihanna, Jay Baruchel, Emma Watson, and other, many other celebrities encounter the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It has it's been confirmed been... that all actors in the movie will, movie will be playing themselves. Yeah, apparently he's been I think, trying to do that for a few years, yeah. Because the James Franco and Seth Rogen partnership is comedy gold. I would see, because yeah, I do love Pineapple Express. Yeah. I didn't think that was very funny, really. Well, again, you're wrong, Martin. We don't want to keep proving yeah. you wrong. But... <laughs> okay, so Phil, what film did you watch? Yesterday, yeah. I watched uh, on the Netflix Legion. <laughs> starring Paul Bettany. That probably oh. should have gone in their list later. It will do, because I was looking forward to watching this film. Yeah. And I was thoroughly let down by it. Have you seen P- Priest or whatever the hell it was? No, that's probably what, ne- that's next to my poor list. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's got... It's an amazing, of... amazing idea concept and idea yeah. isn't it aliens uh, angels fighting each other with machine guns and stuff and the end of the world and the apocalypse and dennis and, quaid and dennis quaid you know what, what more do you want well a good film will be the main thing it just it just never kind of gets behind it, it has this kind of so great it's concept very flat, isn't it yeah it's like lots of shots of people just kind of stood around going oh god everything's a bit, everything's a bit shit this a bit rubs isn't it oh god what's gonna happen next all oh, bad stuff about oh soon it's gonna get bad and there's probably about you know, two or three kind of action bits in it, but it doesn't go as bonkers as it should do. Mm. You know, you want to have like proper angels versus angels and stuff with machine guns and things. <laughs> yeah, never. It's, it's it doesn't never kind of, take off. Yeah, it doesn't kind of embrace its you know its subject matter and go proper crazy. It just kind of stays just a bit, just a bit plodding along. Just you know, just a bit boring. Yeah. A bit. I will say this for Priest: it's marginally better. Is it though? It's marginally better. Does that mean it's a good film or is it still a shit film? It's marginally better. Just again, because purely again, the guy who directs these knows how to pick, knows how to pick an idea for a film, you know, crazy futuristic, a post-apocalyptic vampire world with priests who kick major duper ass, you know, sounds amazing. But again, it just, it, it probably overall falls a little bit on the flat side. It just can't quite, doesn't, just not able to kind of grab the central idea and lift it up into kind yeah. of crazy town. It just, just you just want it, you just want it in the hands of, I don't know, someone else. Like Legion directed by the Crank people would be just that's could the kind be, of directors you're behind. Mad. It. Yeah, it's people who are just going to go crazy with it. Yeah, cool. Um, well, oh what did God. you watch, Gerard? I watched yesterday. We watched um, Murmur. Murmur. Mer- 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 yeah, 
another film which we, we when we saw the trailer actually thought that was kind of funny in a daft sort of way and the whole film's just a complete dud really yeah it's just it's a real it's a because obviously murmur was out around this was being promoted at the same time snow white and, and the Huntsman was coming out it's by yeah mirror mirrors the julia roberts one and it's by tarsem who does generally reasonably very reasonable fella you know i quite like um have you seen the fall i quite like the fall um immortals i think has its moments he what he does is he does very good looking films the Fall actually does have a very good story too. He did yeah. the sale as well. Oh, that's his, that's his kind of yeah. The, which uh, I'm not really fond of, but you know, I thought Tarsem doing a Snow White story might be interesting enough, but it's not. It's it really just it is. It just isn't. It's I mean, Lily Collins who plays Snow White is blah, blah, gorgeous. Oh, well, um, I was going to ask, is that good or a bad noise? No, that, uh, that's, that's my tongue falling out and my mouth not wanting to close. She's she's absolutely amazing. And if you're going to watch it, watch it for that because she's just she's just gorgeous the entire time. Julia Roberts is just very flat. And then your guy Army Hammers on it, um, who was the twins from that social network film. Oh, the and- Winklevoss. Yeah, the Winklevoss twins or whatever, and yeah. I'm sure we all know was going to be Batman in the um, Justice, Justice League, League movie film. that they were going to be doing George Miller's one. He'd be a good Batman. Doing... Think about it. Yeah. Well, it it would, but his voice is kind of weird in this. I don't know. I don't know. It's it sounds just a bit too. I don't know. Off. He sounds a bit like it's it's. He sounds like um, he's got a real sort of Nolan North kind of voice. Um, hmm. which is very, very American, you know, like really <laughs> a bit American. Too American. Yeah, it's like it's really American, um, to the point where it's kind of off-putting. Yeah. Um, so it's just not a great film. I just I wouldn't really bother with it if you do. I mean, if you want to watch it, pff, go out. out ahead, <laughs> but, you know, what a recommendation that I've, is. I've told you not to. So. Could I ask you? Did you see it with your lady wife? I did, and she hated it. She hates it as well. Yeah, because she is was she... really looking forward to it. Yeah, is she and usually she a fan it. of that kind of style she's, of film? She watches, she likes everything that, that I like. You know, we like the same stuff. Like, she likes, old, you know, the stuff we go see, like Dread. Like, we went to see Dread at the weekend, and, we, you know, we both loved it. You know, she likes all those sort of things, and she was really looking forward to this, but hated it. So, have you seen Snow White and the Huntsman? Not yet, you see, because she, she also thought that looked good, so... Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking that that might not be the kind... I'm thinking if it was, like, a fantasy... If she was more of a fan of fantasy films... Or well, she liked... No, she li- and, no, I mean, she loves, um, like, um, that type of film, because she loves, like... Uh, Sound of Music and um, just all those kind of things. Not Sound of Music, um, Wizard of Oz and all that kind of thing. So, which is what I think she thought this was going to be kind of, not she didn't think it was going to be as good as Wizard of Oz, but she thought it was going to be like a similar type of fantasy, silly fairy tale thing, but it was just just shite. So, Mm. don't worry about it. What is this thing we're doing, redos of Snow White? Uh, It's just, it's like everything. It's just, it's, it's very in at the minute because there was that TV yeah. show as well called Once Upon a Time, which is very popular as well. So yeah, that yeah. ripped off the, uh, the the oh, what's the comic called? Schools. That's the one, yeah, complete rip off. Yeah. Um, because the whole did you not know the story behind that was the, I think Bill Willingham or someone had pitched like they a, a pilot, TV didn't they? show to, to the same TV show. 
to yeah. the same TV studio and they sort of turned it down and then like a year really? later, yeah, a year later, Once Upon a Time comes out. Wow, kind of like what they're doing with the elementary. Seriously. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. But it's wow. different because Watson's a girl. Mm. Yeah, of course, it's completely different. It's completely and, different. And Sherlock wears oh, a scarf. There we go. Exactly. Come on, Martin. So, so that's what we watched. Mm. So there we go. Good. So I like that all, they all, all have deceptive trailers as well. Yeah, exactly. We've yeah, so living the, live the agenda. Keeping in with the agenda. Which now we're going to talk about the main. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do, you, do you want me to kind of cut in the intro from earlier into this bit, Jared? No, no. Just keep it flowing. <laughs> okay. Keep, keep it, it flowing. Flow. Um. Yeah. So we'll move on to the main topic. Yay! Yay! So, main topic. So main topic essentially is as we've already stated. <laughs> yeah. We. It's this basically, is the main topic, isn't it, Jared? We're it's in, we're trailers. In the main topic. Now. Main topic. It's yeah. trailers that we saw. Yeah. We kind of went, holy, that looks great, or that looks amazing, or I cannot wait, or what, one of those various different emotions that you go through when you really, really want to see a movie. Yeah. Saw the movie and then went, that fucking trailer lied to me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That bitch of a trailer. So, so we've, I've done a top ten which we kind of cobbled together. Um, we'll go through them, and basically, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about the trailer, what we thought of the trailer, why we liked it, and then sort of what let us down when we watched the movie. And then we'll just go into a wee bit about how it actually did sort of commercially and cri- critically and whether we thought the trailer had a had a part to play. All right? Yes. So, Britain, Godzilla, Ugh. 1998 one. Uh, so Phil, tell me, do you remember the trailer? I remember. Um, I'm going to specifically talk about the teaser because this is what got me. This is what got my engine going. Um, it was on, on a Saturday when I was going to go and see. Um, I think it was Men in Black. Pretty sure it was Men in Black. And I'm sat there in the cinema, and it's basically like people going around. Is it like the National History Museum in um, in New York? Yeah, they kind of go walking around it, talking about um, I think dinosaurs, and then you see like a big giant uh, T Rex skeleton, and then <laughs> obviously you know in reference to Jurassic Park, clearly, and then a big foot just goes through the ceiling, <clears throat> smashes the skeleton, and just kind of walks off, and it's like whoa, what was that? And then like Godzilla came on the screen, and I just exploded in joy because I am an absolute Godzilla freak. I love me a Godzilla film. I think they're brilliant. So I was like, holy shit, they're making a, a remake of Godzilla with like a proper American budget. This is going to be the best film ever. It's going to be amazing. And then I saw it. And Godzilla was different. And he was some kind of weird lady dinosaur who could <laughs> get inside Madison Square Garden and lay eggs inside the locker room, even though he's like 30 feet tall or bigger. And he's got a weird jaw, and he doesn't really make the Godzilla noise, and he doesn't do like nuclear fire breath from his mouth, or if he does, it's not white as it should be. It was just—he was basically a dinosaur. Yeah, just a big, a big dinosaur, and then like he has, he, like his birth to raptors or something, and like, oh god, it was just, just 
wrong. The problem is, though, it wasn't about Godzilla. It was more about the human people who were chasing Godzilla rather than Godzilla himself. Oh, what's the point of that? What exactly. is the point? What is the point? Matthew Broderick. What's the point, Matthew Broderick? What is the point? There is no point to it. In Matthew Broderick? Yeah. No point to it. And it was just... Oh. I was so let down because it was just was not the film that I wanted it to be. <laughs> and it was just wrong. Just rubbish. Do, what, do you have anything about Godzilla, Martin? Was it was it as was it as big of a destruction to your life as Phil? It was. Well, see, the thing is, I at that time that I seen actually I've still not actually seen a proper Japanese Godzilla film. Oh, you get sad, off this podcast right now! Seriously, you're sad. Say, but the thing is, after seeing that film. Because obviously I, I didn't have any knowledge beforehand and I still don't. It kind of was very underwhelming and it was like... <laughs> and I suppose it's because of that that I've never really bothered to actually go out and hunt for a Godzilla film. So really, it's kind of tainted it for me. Yeah. And you got to hunt for Godzilla films because they're not really widely available in the West. Unless you can kind of get imports from Japan and you get difficult to get hold of, which is more of a... Like, this film is easier to get hold of than the proper Godzilla films, which is just wrong. And I think, I think this kind of like poisons that whole franchise, really, because of that. Uh, well, and, um, no, go on, Phil. The remake, the proper remake, was it Gareth Edwards? Yeah, this is full on proper. But, but like, don't lie to me because they said that last time, and I don't want to. I don't be lied to again. It hurts. <laughs> but you say like, did the trailer hurt the film? Well, no, because it did three hundred and seventy odd million. Well, yeah, this is the, well. It um, well, the stats I got were from um, everything I got was from all the stats were from IMDb. Oh, but, look at I you! Mean, what we said was good. estimated budget one hundred and thirty million and gross worldwide up all the gross worldwide are up to now so i don't know which where these are still being released in the cinemas but anyway it's <laughs> gross worldwide was 379 million yeah that's what wikipedia says so uh, but i mean is that considered I, I mean obviously that was considered a flop because they didn't do any sequels what was that because it was critically kicked well it's rotten tomatoes rating is 26 percent am i right well, so, what was um, obviously Men in Black was the film that came out the year before, so I don't know how it did compared to that. Yeah. So it was a bit rubs, a bit rubs. Yeah. Well, so Godzilla, yeah. So Godzilla was a letdown. Um. Now number number nine, we had just put down the Matrix Reloaded, but I mean, you could probably we'll talk about it, but you could probably just <sighs> assume that the Matrix Revolutions was the same.
Well, they were with, with like both. They announced both films at the same time. Same didn't time, they? yeah. So but there was a trailer that came out yeah. that was like I think it had footage from Reloaded. Uh, uh, yeah, Reloaded, but it kind of said you know this will be first, then Revolutions will follow afterwards. So you kind yeah. of there was both were kind of announced at the same time, for what I remember. And then it had at the end of Revolutions in the cinema, they did have that special trailer which everyone stayed for, and but because Revolutions was so so shit, it was like eh, afterwards, wasn't it? <laughs> Man, I spent, I think, five hours downloading that trailer when it came out. <laughs> As we've already talked about, though, um, you're best just not to even bother with the Matrix sequels, I think, because oh, in any form, I whether it like be the originals uh, reloaded, they don't work. I like but bits surprisingly, reloaded. surprisingly, they have pretty high ratings. Um, it's 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, The Matrix Reloaded. And if you read a lot of the reviews, they're all sort of quite positive and it kind of baffles me. Is that about uh, Reloaded rather reloaded, than Revolutions? Yeah. Is that, is that just because, do you think, fanboys have gotten... Uh, no, but I mean, this is, this is you know, critical... Uh, these are critical um, yeah. reviews from the time, you know. Um, it sort of averages out at 73%. I mean, no, not everyone's positive because not, every, not everyone's a moron. This is like the um, like the reality distortion powers of the Matrix Revolutions. Yeah, because it was yeah, such think... a bad film. It skews everything around it. I think so. I think a lot of people were probably just blew away by how it looked at the time. Yeah, especially like the freeway sequence and the hundred Smith. Because I think I mean, as far as I can remember, after I first saw it, I was kind of like, wow. But then I think it, on subsequent viewings, became clear that there's not a lot to it. Yeah, like the Mike Club sequence and yeah. Keanu Reeves' so, naked bum. You just um, don't need but it. But it had a budget $150 million and it made $750 million roughly this... worldwide so far up to now. These, like, are, these are all up to now, you know. But the hype behind it was like... It, I think the hype carried it. It had I to think be the hype. You kind of compare it to like like the Avengers. It was like that kind of level of hype before it came out was just unbearable. You know, the, yeah. the week before it came out was just... I didn't know what to do. I then took up smoking. I was walking around the house. I was, you know, nervously, you know, oh, just couldn't settle because I was so excited to see it. Um. So yeah. So next then, which we come up with was Lockout, which is probably the most recent film. I think is it on the list? I can't. Um, yeah, because yeah. we did, yeah. Yeah, we did a video from Yeah, we'll come to that later. But yeah, Lockout, one of the most recent films um, on it, which I think uh, we well, we did it. We obviously did. We did a trail hard with a vengeance on this one which i think when we first we liked it so much we talked about it i think i heard the uh i, I think I, whenever i saw before i saw the trailer i read the the little blurb which someone had said like battlestar galactica meets escape from new york or something in space or something like this it was kind of like that sounds like the best thing ever and then the trailer also made it look like the best thing ever and then the film just wasn't really what you thought you were getting it never really kind of it just started didn't, it didn't have the craziness that it the premise and the 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 sort of the description promised well the problem with lockout is that there's there's this kind of weird subplot about experiments or something or some kind of corruption yeah, in really some kind of place thing, which never really kind of comes into focus and all you really want is hey go pierce you're bad you're a badass go yeah. rescue this person from there and, and punch these people in the face. <laughs> That's all you wanted. That's yeah, all I wanted. It, 
it it just made me think. It just made me realize how amazing um, Escape from New York is. Yeah, because it doesn't worry about having any kind of any other reasons beyond the president's in there. Go rescue him. Yeah. It doesn't worry. Doesn't need anything else beyond that to kind of be a really cool film. Yeah. Yeah. Just bad lockout. Bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it sort of a twenty million budget, twenty five million ruffle gross estimate. Mm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes rating about thirty seven percent. Deserves that. Yeah. So it just it wasn't it wasn't what we wanted essentially. Um. So yeah. So it was it was a big disappointed uh, a big disappointment. Um. For I think most of us wasn't it. But speaking of disappointments, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this, I mean, I, I'm almost certain this should have been probably number one, but well, anyway, we'll, we'll, there's no order to this list. There's it's no just real 10. order. This is just ten of the worst. Um, number seven, which we've just clumped together, was basically the Star Wars prequels. Um, I mean, essentially, essentially, it's the Phantom Menace, is what yeah, we're yeah, probably talking definitely. about. I you're both wrong because oh. it's, the, it's the Phantom Menace and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> of course. New rule for the podcast. If anything related to that film, just <laughs> it, we just skip right by. Okay. <laughs> but thanks for trying anyway. <laughs> Unlucky man. And again, this is, a, this is, and I'm going to, you know, I have to put my hands up to it. I saw this when I was what? When did this come out? 98. 98. So I was about yeah. 17. So I wasn't, I wasn't young. No, but snap. I wasn't the wise, the wise, the wise old man. But the I thing was, was today, and I think I liked it when I first saw it. Well, yeah. it, was, it was that trailer with the music hit. Everybody it, went, oh, yeah. It was like sheet. there was like a generation of people were transported back to when they were four years old. Yeah, because that's and what that, no that's one, what that music does. That's what no that Star Wars scene does. I don't think anyone, anyone in that would have predicted it would have been as terrible as it was. No, again, I just this is, don't I, think I, anyone would have, you know, because George Lucas he'd done the first one, he didn't do, you know, the, he didn't direct the other two, but obviously he had a hand in it. He had a hand. I mean, before the Phantom Menace came out, George Lucas was probably untouchable. He'd done Star Wars. He, you know, he'd had his hand in Star Wars. He'd had his hand in um, Indiana Jones. Yes, he'd done Howard the Duck and. Um, Radio time or whatever it was, which that radio, what's the radio one called? I can't even remember. It's I can't even. It's not bad. But radio I mean, bag of shite. Yeah, called that. something like that. He'd done a few. Obviously, he'd been involved in a few duds, but he'd also done Willow. You know, he'd done. He, I think at this point, primarily George Lucas was untouchable, and I think that's the reason the Star Wars prequels are so bad. <laughs> no, you know, I think no one would say no to him. He did believe his own hype. I think the thing. I think the thing with the trailer, though, is that everyone thought and everyone assumed that by the end of the first movie we'll have Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. And the second thing that's notable is that, as you were saying, we saw all that big glossy music, and we saw those the, the big robot war, and it just looked amazing to have all that CGI on the field, and you just thought, yeah. "Wow!" Didn't However, show you very much of um, the, Jake the, Lloyd as well. Yeah. yeah, and and the clever thing though is that they seem to have edited out um, Jar, Jar, Jar Jar from that battle, <laughs> and that's why it looked good. They edited it out. <laughs> it was again. It was the early days of the internet, so it was it was another like six hour download before you could even watch it. But I was there mm. because it was Star Wars. Oh, I was so excited. I think I think it's like the, when the 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 text scroll starts at the beginning. It says like, "Oh, there is a tax dispute somewhere." 
And you kind of think, eh? Because the last one started with, like, it's time of war and rebels and stuff. And now we're talking about a tax dispute. Not a good place to start from. It just, it just, um, yeah. Just nobody, nobody, nobody really realized they were getting what they were getting. And everybody, I mean, I remember going into, um, school because it was still in school it was i think it was my last year in school and sitting down and we were just like they were sitting around a table at lunchtime going oh my god you know have you seen it have you seen it and all this kind of stuff and just i mean i saw i actually saw it in america because we were away on holidays and so i saw it probably about two months before oh look at you any, i know i know but Phyllis, now looking back on it, was that such a good thing? <laughs> um, but I mean, gross, gross, gross budget, combined budget, three hundred and fifty million. There were about one hundred and fifty each, roughly. Yeah. Um, combined gross, two billion. Mm. Two to three D release. Each install. I don't. This is just. I mean, as I say, IMDb says till till now. So I'm yeah. kind of assuming it maybe includes. They made a lot well. of money those films, didn't they? Um, the gross. I mean, each instalment there was more money made. Each gross was bigger. Yeah. And the average is about sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which what? again increased with. That makes um, sense because I think the Phantom Menace did bring another generation of kids into it. Well, <laughs> you know what? And this is the thing. You know, a lot of people go on about about it, but like you said, I mean, you're essentially your boy is one of these pe- these kids who have probably come. You yeah, know, from the bottom up. Uh, has he seen these yet? He's seen. I'm sure he has seen them. I mean, we we watched the despecialized Star Wars films a few times. So has he seen? Did he see them in? I can't remember. I think what? I showed him the original trilogy first. I'm sure I would have done that because I'm not a child abuser. Because this is this is something that this is something that I I actually do. I mean, my wife her head's done away sometimes by me sitting talking about whenever noah gets old enough what way are we going to watch star wars yeah 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 no it needs to be you need to think about it because you know the, the, like uh, this is me sitting thinking and then i'm sitting thinking and right now you know where would i put obviously the clone wars um tv show you know because it's you know it is canon um but is yeah. it you know do, do we start and and work our way through it that way do we stick to the films i've decided that it's gonna have to be original first yeah, yeah, and then I mean I'm gonna let him see Phantom Menace. I, pff, no, I mean I will, uh, but I'll, it'll be originals first, and then the other way through. The thing, the thing as well that helped out with the Phantom Menace when it opened was obviously the fact that they re-released the special edition Star Wars in the cinemas, and that Seen was just only it, yeah. about two years before, wasn't it? So that kind of helped out with the hype. Yeah, before that came along. So yeah, I had I had all my Walker's Tazo Star Wars things. Yeah, I got mine still as well. Got all of those album. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I. Not do... worth a lot now, though. You know. Are What's they? that? It's not worth a lot. That Tazo collection. Oh, it isn't. No, I no. did have some of them. No. It's terrible. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm almost tempted that Star Wars probably could have been, you could have said, was the biggest disappointment out of everything, particularly the Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, um, the next one was also a major disappointment. Now, I'm going to come out and say straight away, I do not hate no, I, Indiana yeah, I mean, Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I 
thank you, Jared and Martin, because I, I, I had to defend this on another podcast. I agree. I do not hate it. It is not a terrible film. It is much better than many of the other Indiana Jones rip-off movies that yeah. have been out there. That's what exactly the, what I said. The biggest issue that a lot of people have that. with Kingdom of the Crystal Cult seems to be aliens. Now, what sort of world do people find aliens bizarre but are okay with a religious arc and people who live forever because of the Holy Grail. It just, it, you know, I, I find it silly to, to get worked up about the film because there's aliens in it. I think people get more annoyed at the monkeys. Well, yes. I mean, obviously the trailer for this film was holy crapola. Yeah. You've the got music, Harrison Ford. The Shadow. You've got Spielberg. Yeah, Jones, blah, 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 blah. Yes, Shia LaBeouf is a kiss of death yeah. and <laughs> as we will return to later could, yeah we will come back to him is a kiss of death and was a big i mean there there is no other actor i think that i can think of who works in films yet is almost universally annoying to mm-hmm. to to near enough everyone i'm gonna say a name go orlando bloom okay but orlando bloom doesn't <laughs> I mean, yeah, Orlando Boone, though, to be fair, was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and he's so. bland. He's bland and he's there, but Shia LaBeouf is Offensively a presence. Bland. He's a presence. Yeah. He's an annoying presence. I thing is, I actually have a theory, though, and that is Harrison Ford, whenever he's in a film with children in, his children are assholes. Well, yeah. So that's my theory. I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can film that. <laughs> yeah, film that up, Martin. I'd like to hear more about this. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I'm, I'm working on. <laughs> I'd like a video essay explaining this, please. Yeah. yeah. Well, the trailer for this was, as I say, just, you know, oh, my God, it's Indiana Jones. He's back. You know, it's the, my big thing was, and I, I do remember people kind of going at the time, oh, God, look at the CGI. It looks crap, all this kind of stuff. I, I just kept saying, look, it's Spielberg, okay? The man has very, very rarely made a dud yes some of his films perhaps aren't as good as others but the guy can can make a film yeah you know you'd have to kind of think things like well 1941 maybe hook hook again it hooks oh, not a terrible film it's, it's not a terrible you know, film he but doesn't, he doesn't make terrible movies he makes films that yes perhaps still watchable aren't as good as others but would destroy i mean Steven Spielberg on his worst day is a million Len Wisemans or Brett Ratners. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? He just, he is. The guy knows how to do that. And so all I was saying, I just remember saying to people, look, yes, Lucas is, and people were basically getting caught up by Lucas messing up Star Wars as well. So, you know, I was saying, look, yes, Lucas messed up Star Wars, but relax, Spielberg is is involved. Yeah. Put my trust in Spielberg. I don't, I think... I think I was right too because I think if George Lucas had been directing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we would have had a hideous movie. <laughs> Whereas I think Spielberg probably reined in a lot of Lucas's nonsense. I don't know how Spielberg let the monkeys get past. No, the monkeys is why that bits in there makes no sense. I don't know how. I don't know I... why the. I I can only assume that was George Lucas pushed that on him. Or it was someone in the. Um, in the producers in the studio, because that is a kind of request that people in studios like. Like, like a studio robot, thing. Spiders, yeah. Like yeah. robot spiders in Superman. It's the kind of thing, like, we want monkeys, we want crazy fucking monkeys. It's that kind yeah. of thing that it's they're just, doing. It's, it's, like, it's, 
fine. It's animal comedy. Well, animal comedy in the sequence. It is a comp- yeah. It's it, that is the that is the definition of a jump the shark moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A, jump the monkey. Swing, swing the monkey moment. It's just it's just nonsensical. Doesn't fit with the with the what you you know. Yes, Indiana Jones is obviously not reality, but that po- that whole thing just doesn't gel with what with what you you know with what the, the film is and Indiana Jones in general. You know, Indiana Jones is yes, fair enough. There's arcs and there's grails, but Shia LaBeouf swinging through the jungle with monkeys. <laughs> that's a step too far. That's that's where we draw the line right there. Jeez, whiz. Do you know, and I just I don't know how, and they're talking about doing another one, and I think they're still talking about doing Shalabuff in it. It's just no. Look, I'm pretty sure he's kind of stepped away from the big Hollywood I, films now. I hope he has. I hope he has. He's kind of grew his hair long and did like a beard and did a weird pop video a while ago. We mm-hmm. got his bits out, which wasn't very good. The, the other thing is doing it again, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Again, and it's not a bad film. It's just not as good as. I think the problem is it's just not as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. or as good as um, it, Last Crusade. It, it's a film that's kind of it's weighed down by some nostalgia. That's the problem because you've got an image in your head of what the film should be. Yeah, it's a problem with a lot of a lot of the you know like again like Star Wars and all these other films and the way they're talking about doing a new Bill and Ted and you know these and I got hopes for that Ghostbusters three debacle. Yeah, you know there's <laughs> just there's just a lot of stuff that they they really have to be careful. And I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull just did a bit. There was a bit. It was just a bit off. It wasn't was in no regard a fa- 185 million budget, 780 something um, gross. Rotten Tomatoes rating of 77 percent. So not a not a dud in any way, really. But um, you know, and I think people would still go see another one if they did it. Yeah. So there we go. So Indiana Jones was um, was 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 on there too. Now the next one. This is the most recent film, which is Prometheus. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> the thing about Prometheus is Prometheus seems to be the film that's kickstarted this trailer for a trailer for a trailer for a trailer of a teaser movie for a teaser until you, essentially just, you can cut the entire film together. Ridiculous, and it, the hype behind Prometheus again was purely based on nostalgia. Really? No, it wasn't an alien film, Jared. We, we established this. Yeah, okay, sorry, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's just... Well, it was Ridley Scott returning to sci-fi. Yeah. You know, that was whether it was an alien film or not, people were getting pretty psyched about that. And then the trailers come out, and everyone thought, wow. Yeah, you know, especially again, the, the first teaser trailer, good. that was a good trailer. Yeah, you know, the Prometheus trailer, holy, this looks intelligent, it looks interesting, Fair enough. We don't exactly still know what it is. There's enough to hook me there. Yeah. Um. And again, I'm going to come out and say I didn't hate Prometheus. Didn't hate it. There's a lot of people who defend it, saying, "Oh, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have all the answers and all this kind of stuff." That's fine. You shouldn't yeah. have all the answers, but the film shouldn't be needlessly complicated. Yeah, it just throws in things for no reason. Like it the- was was purposefully I think there was things purposefully removed and took out to try and make it more mysterious. 
Um, my biggest issue is not that. My biggest issue is the fact that no one in it has a brain between their head and acts like <laughs> a complete and utter moron for two hours. Yeah, no. that's the biggest issue. There's no, there's no intelligent character like Ripley or any of the characters that have been in, in any of the previous, or, or anything that was in Blade Runner, you know, Deckard, or any, there's no, you know, fair enough, if we don't, if we just keep the fact that Prometheus wasn't, in inverted commas, an alien film or anything like that, there just wasn't, you know, Ridley Scott was renowned for doing intelligent sci-fi, and there just wasn't intelligence in it. There was, no one was smart. They're all idiots. Every, everyone was a complete and utter idiot. No one knew what was going on at all half the time. They acted like, Freaking, like complete and utter bimbos go you know on a night out. It, just, you th- it was in, it was crazy. Do you think if Prometheus wasn't as hyped up as much as it was, if you would have thought it was a better film? Mm, uh, again, possibly because the, you can't get away from the Ridley Scott returning to sci-fi and and the fact that people thought they were going to get a Ridley Scott sci-fi movie. What we got was, I think, a David Lindelof um, movie. sci-fi movie. Yeah. And Ridley Scott directed it. But, you know, it's going to make a sequel. And maybe maybe after they make the next two and they're released and we have all the story, we'll sit and go, that was a smart move. You know, you can see the, the seeds they planted for the work through. But you shouldn't have to be made for that. You shouldn't have to be made to work for that. You know, I hate this. I hate this, you know, this culture of make a film and plan for sequels and therefore you don't get the whole story you know each film should be self-contained but there should be yes if you want to make a, a, a you know if you want to make a, a, a trilogy there should be a lead on to the next film but don't make the first one so too, reliant on so reliant things. on the fact that you're going to fill in the blanks down the line or it's not it's the studio thing so like it's the franchise and the trilogy is the thing they want, isn't it? They want to have like the, the temple film every year or so. They wouldn't have needed to have done that with Prometheus. People would have went to see it whether they knew there was going to be two or three or five of them. Yeah. Do you know? And and, and I think they've they've even admitted that the original trilo- the original script, they reworked it to take stuff out to make it into a trilogy. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's just it's just I think that was the biggest disappointment for me with it. And it didn't do do you know again? I I'm trying. I was trying to figure out what's considered a you know a a, a success now. But it was 130 million estimated and 300 million estimated gross, which I don't think would be classified as a. Well, mid- it depends because you got the you got the budget for the film. Then but then you got to kind of work in the marketing side of things, which could be like another hundred million on top. Yeah, so, that will obviously change when it's released on DVD and Blu-ray. I'm not going to buy it on DVD or Blu-ray because. If someone tells me that this is the first film in a trilogy, I'll play it when the trilogy so comes out. Set, yeah. All of them, well, you know, that's, that's you know, that's nothing. Don't don't tell me it's going to be a trilogy because then I won't buy it. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll all just acquire it. Yeah, acquire. Yeah. But it has a seventy-three percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, so critically, it's reasonably successful. At least it's like like one way or the other, you know. Uh, films that just kind of bland and. Meh, that's kind of worse. At least it kind of got a debate out of everybody to kind of discuss it, which is, you know, yeah, never a bad thing. But the next one on your list, I'm not so sure about this one, Gerard. Yeah. Because for me, this film was just like a complete blank space. I've got no recollection of anything that came out for this. So you don't remember... So, okay, well, that's number four. The next one was the Conan the Barbarian remake. So yeah. you remember 
sort of seeing the trailer. Like I, I remember it coming out of the cinema. Well, I saw the trailer and remember thinking, well, you know what? This looks like. I mean, okay, let's first of all say we we do love the the um, Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan the Barbarian film. Yeah, he doesn't look like Conan. I think people when they saw your man in this film thought this looks like Conan that we thought you know Conan, the book Conan is supposed to be a sort of a live you know warrior who you know is a dead you know he doesn't stand with a sword going whoa back and forth <laughs> so I think what people thought we're gonna, yeah we're gonna get was something like that but they've actually got Conan the Barbarian far better in the um original film yeah Mm. Um, but what I thought whether it was Conan the Barbarian or not I saw the trailer and I saw great this is coming out around not long the trailer came out I think not long after Clash of the Titans and stuff like that I thought as disappointing as Clash of the Titans was looks like we're maybe going to get a good sword and sandals you know fantasy film yeah and we didn't (laughs) it was do you know and the other thing that intrigued me was I quite like Pathfinder which was Marcus Nispel's um, other film, the one with Carl Urban, the Viking one. Not seen that either. Phil, it's, it's it's pretty good. It's it's it's. Is a, it though? It's not. Yeah, it's not Pathfinder. It? It's not a fantasy film. It's a, it's a. Isn't it? What's the point then? What? What's the point? Yeah. If, the if point it's not is, fantasy. What's the you point? You see a man with a sword decapitating people. Well, that's a good argument. And Vikings. Again, that's a good argument. And it is good, but. And that was why I thought, well, you know, if he just does that and he does its big sword and sandals fantasy, whew, we're sorted. But we we got this confusing, <sighs> overly reliant on CGI once again. Not even very good CGI. Um, Conan was just a bit of a dick. I know he's probably. A, <laughs> I know he's probably a bit of a dick. Anyway, he's a bit of a dick in the books. Do you know what was a better Conan film? The Scorpion King. Oof. It was. It was better than this, anyway. That's not a good film, though, is it? Come on. Uh, Scorpion King's all right, man. It's better than this. <laughs> it's better than this. That's damning with faint praise there, I tell you. No, I'd say it's it's far better than this. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a complete dud as well. 40, yeah. 70 million budget and 49 million gross. Rotten Tomato, 23%. Rubbish. So it Rubbish. was overall a, a bit of a dud dud. But if you talk about duds, you got to talk about Super Kid. Super, super, oh, yeah, Christ. oh, next, Superman, <laughs> now this, this would be my number one. For, for the, the, the new listeners may not know it, but you love Superman, don't you, Jared? I guess I do, and um, this was, I still think, is one of the best teaser trailers ever. Even though you've been raised as a human being, you are not one of them.
great people Kalel they wish to be. They only lack the light to show the way. For this reason above all, their capacity for good. I have sent them you, my only son. It's just because the the soundtrack, the John Williams it's, score, isn't it's, it? It again, it it plays on your nostalgia. It plays on you know your you know what you you, you what you've known and enjoyed in the past, excluding Superman Four and <laughs> but it played on it. it. Sucked me right in. Starts off, you get the Krypton music, and it builds, and you get you get Marlon Brando talking, and the hackles are going up in the back of your neck. You're getting goose pimples. You're going holy guacamole. What are we getting? And then you get this awesome scene of Superman in space looking over Earth and then going, whoom, whoom, flying down in. And everybody went, oh, this looks like Superman done right. Yeah. And was and it, Jerry? The trailer, the trailer came out and the trailer was still okay. You were get, you saw, you saw a glimpse of the plane crash. You saw, you saw a bit more of Superman. People were starting to query about the suit a little bit going, must it deal with the suit here? It's a little bit off. Um, then the film came out and essentially what we got was Brian Singer's, um, gay Jesus fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Blimey. Which is essentially what it is. Oh, this is a new theory, Jared. For you, Jared, I've not heard of this theory of yours before. No, I've not heard this, this one. This, this, if you watch Superman Returns, one, I mean, obviously, Brian Singer, I think he is gay, isn't he? Don't know. I think he is. Um, you talk, I'll investigate. Essentially, what we got with Superman Returns was Superman is Jesus, okay, which it, it's it's throughout the entire film. No, you're right. He is. He is throughout the entire film. The symbolization, everything is Superman is Jesus. They even have him flying through space after you know, with like as if he's on a cross. You know, he's his arms outstretched. This is essentially he paints the whole thing as Superman is Jesus. I say gay, and this is not a slur, but Superman is. He's a well-coiffed makeup. He, he wears makeup. You can see he's wearing makeup. He's wearing skin-tight um, PVC. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, You're stretching here, Jared. <laughs> no, and and I, I, I just think he's really... I think he's just really trying to make Superman into this epic sort of Jesus figure that he fancies. Yeah, but we could be talking about you, though, there, couldn't we? I, I do fancy Superman, yeah. <laughs> I, the thing is, I think Superman Resends, I have a love and hate relationship with it. And there are times where I absolutely hate it, and there are times where I absolutely adore it. And I don't think it deserves to be on this list because, so, yeah, the trailer did did pack you up with hype, and it did get you going for it. And when I went to cinema, I came out loved it, and I did see it a few times at cinema. And, yeah, it's only been time that it's really... I've begun to hate it, and there are parts where I hate. There are two main parts which I hate, and that is Lois Lane and the kid. Mm. But take that out from the film, and it's still quite a good nod to the first Superman. Well, my you know? biggest, yeah, okay, my again. Although I don't, although it, it was a, a major disappointment, I still don't hate it. 
there's there's enough there for me to <clears throat> excuse me enjoy. Mm. But Super Kid is just wrong. Lois Lane, yeah, your woman is Lois Lane. She just doesn't she doesn't have it. No. You know what I mean? She's, she's too big a forehead. Out. She doesn't have it. There's a lot where nothing happens. You know, there are very long spaces where it there's really not much going on. And what I think people thought was with technology nowadays, and probably after seeing Spider Man and how well, you know, they could translate it over with sort of modern special effects and how much stuff happens in Spider-Man. I think people thought they were going to get it with this. And there's, as I say, I mean, it ends about three times, like like the Lord of the Rings, where you get all these different endings where not really anything happens. Yeah, this was uh, two years after Spider-Man 2. So you've, you've had the Spider-Man Doctor Octopus fight, which is amazing. You're thinking Superman having a fight with somebody like that is going to be even more amazing. Oh, no, yeah. Superman versus a giant rock. Yeah. Brilliant. Which... Just, well, just out of coincidence, do you think <coughs> Spider-Man is also a gay Jesus because he dressed up in skin-tight latex? <laughs> no, 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 no. And he fires things from his wrists. White, white no, 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 just Superman in Superman Returns. Oh, just Superman, got you. And it was, a, it was I think it was classified as a dud, wasn't it? 209 million gro- budget and 391 thing. Yeah, because the spent for it was huge. Like, the build yeah, up they to were going to do, I think at one stage they were think, still thinking about the sequel, but... I mean, when we're talking about what we thought Superman Returns is going to be like, it's what I'm thinking again Man of Steel is going to be like. <laughs> we'll see, we've got about a year to wait. So yeah. We'll yeah. Of course, talking about Man of Steel, who directs Man of Steel? Yeah. The director of our next film. Oh. Who directed... Sucker Punch. Yes! What are you looking for? A way out. I'm going to help you to be free. You will need to find five items. The first is a map. Then fire. Then a knife. And a key. The fifth thing is a mystery. Begin your journey. It will set you free. He knows what we're doing. It's the only way we can get out of here. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Still not seen this. Um, oh man! Well, Sucker Punch is essentially. I mean, the trailer just blew. I think most people away because it just looked so batshit crazy, insane. Yeah, it had like samurai robots and Nazis and machine guns and swords. And people thought this looks bonkers. It looks very, of course, special effects heavy, but it looks. Bonkers. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like Zack Snyder's first original film, wasn't it? Everyone was like, yeah, this is going to be his uh, first sort of original like film. Watchmen, this was him getting the reins to do what he wanted and things like that. Um, and it just, it doesn't, it just, I, I've only seen it the once and I've decided I yeah. do to watch it again because I want to see whether it was 
as big of a disappointment as I thought because it's uh, I didn't see it in the cinema. Um, I saw I think I think I acquired it somewhere. <laughs> um, I I love filmed it, and I have to say it was a bit of a mess for me. Yeah, it's it's just it it it. I don't know it. It's like you don't know what he's trying to make out yeah, of the film because there's parts of it that are like um, a musical kind of fantasy, and then there are other parts, obviously, where you've got the violence and the major sources. I of think violence. I think what he wanted to do was he wanted to make something that looked very good and had lots of impressive CGI <clears throat> and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I think that was it. I, I don't know. I get the feeling the story was kind of built up around that. I. There are, there's still there's like a, there's still some scenes in the film which I don't get. Like there's a scene where there's two people who are having a conversation, but the problem is the main character isn't there, and it's supposedly this film is all about her insanity. Yet it's how all about are they her, still yeah. in that character? It's about her escape, isn't it? She escapes it's, into. Yeah, it's and it's it's sort of like he tried to do. <clears throat> do you know the way films like? Um, Pan's Labyrinth and things like that, you're not quite sure, is this real or is it, you know, in her mind? Is it all just, a, you know, a, a fantasy a fantasy that yeah. she creates? That's what he sort of tried to do, I think, with that's, Sucker Punch. That's perfectly fine, but it's just the sheer fact that when she's not present, <laughs> the characters are still having the kind of conversation mm-hmm. in a fantasy when she isn't around. It's like, mm-hmm. how can that hold up? You know, surely it should fall back to being reality as mm-hmm. we know it. But... Well, it was a complete dud. It was budget eighty-two million, gross eighty-nine million, roughly, or ninety million. To be to be fair, it does have a fan base. There are people who love it, but I don't know why. I would love to ask. Well, the reason people love it is why. because it's full of five hot ladies in skimpy clothes. I mean, the Emily Browning who plays Baby Doll is hot, but that's it. I think it's essentially a, a, a fantasy film for a lot of people to watch. <laughs> hot <women. laughs> Anyway, um, now the the last film on the list is one which we keep talking about, yeah, <clears throat> and that's Transformers Three: The Dark. Uh, fooled us the, for the third time. Us, Michael Bay, you bastard! It but now so this one hundred and ninety-five million and has grossed over one billion. Oh, Christ, uh, part of that's my fault. I apologise. Because this was, this was the obviously the second one was a bad film. It was just a bad mm, film. It's a bad film. And then we get this teaser trailer of the astronaut. Is it Neil Armstrong on the moon? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they kind of find an old transformer on the moon. And it kind of it, it went, ooh. yeah, and it kind of invokes. Cause you remember remember the very first teaser trailer for the first Transformers? It was about the yeah. Mars landing. Yeah. And it's yeah. like stars. The reason why we didn't hear back from that Mars landing was because Starscream crushed it. And it kind of invoked that kind of feeling again. I think a lot of people thought, though, how could this be? But anyway, let's never worry about that. It looks like it's actually they might actually have something interesting here. Yeah, it looked really like the whole idea, like the NASA space landing, being an excuse to go look at Transformers. Was like, whoa, that's an interesting idea. And like, it doesn't all... make sense though when you think back to the first film in that when they're talking about Megatron and how it was found, and as if he was the first one when they clearly knew it, because you would have assumed that that section. Seven or whoever they were would have known about these ones on the moon, but Jared, okay. stop pointing out the potholes for Christ's anyway. sake. And obviously, like at the same time, um, like she in the booth was coming out saying, "Yeah, we made a bad film the last time. We, we're gonna, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna do better this time. We, 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 we're sorry about how bad the second one was." And you're like, "Whoa, they're gonna do better here. This is gonna be good." 
And then it turns out they essentially did a reboot of the second well, one. The actual trailer itself also looked amazing because you had big transformer ships blowing the crap out of cities. Oh, and... the the glider dudes! You saw a bit of the yeah, glider dudes. Yeah, you saw these fuckers jumping out, and, and people thought, "Wow, this actually looks all right." It looks like a big war, doesn't it? A big yeah. human transformer war. And then went to see it, and we were just like, "That was just." As awful as the third one, or the second one. It's, 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 it's a remake of the second film. Essentially, this stuck by plot-wise, it's pretty much the same as the second film all the way through. Yeah, it's just bad. It's bad it filmmaking. Shows, they, it just shows that they're liars. Yeah, they're all liars. Michael Bay, they, Sheila Booth. They had to have known. Lying bunch of lying bastards. Um. And it's been universally panned, critically panned. There are again are still people who seem to not in, not hate it out there, whoever they are, but with brain injuries and whatnot. Um, but it's it's ter- and now they're making a fourth one, and they're going to get our hopes up again because they're going to make, or I don't know if they've actually confirmed it or not, but people are always saying that Jason Statham's going to be in it. Oh man! So oh, they're getting man. our hopes up again. But it's but still directed by Michael Bay. The thing about it? the Transformers movies, in after me talking about Steven Spielberg, he friggin' produces them. Uh, Michael Bay still directing the fourth one, isn't he? Yeah, apparently. Because they still make ridiculous amounts of money. But why do they make so much money? Because like this is on the level of like the same thing as like the Avengers and yeah. uh, Inception and the Dark Knight, which are all really good films. Why does Transformers do a billion dollars when it's a bad, bad film? Why? How? How does it do that? It's um, I just I don't get it. I don't know how. It's <laughs> just don't. Because I know it was it was released in three D and stuff. So obviously that's going to kind of inflate the figure somewhat. Yeah. But to get to that kind of level, people are going to have to be going back and watching the film again and again, because that's where like the Dark Knight made its money, and the Avengers was like the the word of mouth and people going back and watching going the film back again. To see it. I don't know. I don't understand Transformers Three because it's just it's such it the amount of money it's made and it's it's just so horrible. Just so depressing. Yeah. So of all those trailers, are we still standing firm of the Phantom Menace being the most disappointing trailer? I think the Phantom Menace has to be purely uh, for an, uh, anticipation because I think what I think Phantom Menace. Um, Basically, what it did was it 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 was the start of the nostalgia disappointment, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because that well, I would I would think that was the first kind of big film for like seventies, eighties, the kind of childhood nostalgia coming back. Yeah, to the cinema. I think I think it has to be. And I mean, we mentioned um, we mentioned what he called. Um, Bill and Ted, and you were kind of, I think you were going to say you wouldn't mind that, or... Because I think they left it long enough, and I think... But what about I, I, I kind of trust 3? them. I kind of trust them with it. Ghostbusters 3, uh, the game was enough, you know? The game was a good enough third film for me. Yeah. I don't, that Which is what I thought it, that is what it was supposed to be, wasn't it? Yeah, because I think however, however they do it now, even, you know, with, with, with without Bill Murray, it's just, it's... It's a film we don't need to go back to it to kind of complete. You know, there's nothing. There's no. I don't think there's any more stories to tell within those, yeah. with those characters within those kind of films. Like a, a new Back to the Future film would make would make no sense because no, that story's not finished. At all. It's it's a complete story. Yeah, and just don't need it. The, the only excuse to make that a, 
third Ghostbusters to make money. There's unless there's a good story behind it, there's no reason to. Yeah, no. They should no just point. re-release the old one again. Just keep re-releasing it every year. That's what they should do. Because <laughs> I mean, seeing it in the cinema, the first one in the cinema was just like crazy cool. Um, and it didn't world. matter. You didn't even care that you have have it sitting in the house on Blu-ray and DVD. It was kind of like, I do not care. Because it's amazing. Because seeing it on the big screen was literally what they say cinema is good for. You know, they talk about seeing things on the big screen. Well, that yeah. proved it. Yeah. Yeah. So, bloody Star Wars. Cool. So, yeah, bloody Star Wars. George Lucas is the root of all evil in the world. It's lethal! I gotta tell you that was that was one long agenda. It was. So we'll we'll, we'll rattle through the next stuff quick. What's next <laughs> in the agenda, Jared? Okay. So, so that was the main topic for this week's little wedding. Um, moving on um, is the quiz type section. Go on, what have we got Which is, this well, week, Jared? Because you, you, you guys don't know what this is. It's not really a quiz as such. There's no, oh, come on. There's no kind of win. Um, or, well, okay, we could do a quiz if you want. Um, and Hold on, I can just get something up and keep keep score. Um, basically, this is the um, movie quote quiz. All right. <laughs> So essentially, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you out a quote from a film. Some of them are piss easy, and some of them are hard. And um, what I'll do is I'll hold on if I can get a coin. If you want to do it like a quiz, I'll flip a coin and oh yeah, I'll call it. And whoever starts gets first go, and then we'll just keep a tally and see how much you get. So you can get. We'll say you can get. One point for getting it, and if you don't get it, we'll pass it over, but you can't get any extra points. Who goes first? Uh, Somebody call. Heads. Tails. Martin Martin goes first. Damn it, okay. Should always go tails. Okay, hold on. So, I'm just going to read out, so basically what I'll do, read out the quote, and if you know it, um, give me the the film. Martin's first, Okay. So... Now some of these, I say these are. In, I've just typed. I've just got these in an. There's. They're not in any particular order. Two easy might come together. Two more difficult ones might come together. Some of them you probably I wouldn't even know. They're just random quotes. <laughs> some of them. Some of them. Some of them are obvious quotes, um, and others are not. Okay. So starting off, Martin, are you ready? Uh, I'm ready. Here's the quote. Let off some steam, Bennett. Um, Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> uh, what we'll do is I'll give you one go with me reading it out, and then I can try and do it like it is in the film, and that will probably help. Okay. Okay, so you don't know what it is from just let off... Oh, oh of course, of course, of course, Commando. Yes! Oh. <laughs> did you know it, Phil? I did, but if I didn't know it, he was going to get double-sacked. Let off some steam, Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Phil, you ready? Yeah. Born ready. Ready? 
Yeah. Here's your quote. Yeah. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Robocop. Oh, straight in there. Look at that. <laughs> right. In Robocop. Okay. In your face, Kilbane. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Right. Okay. So next for Martin. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. It's a transmitter, a radio for speaking to God. I know that. I do, know do you that. though, Martin? Do you though? Yeah. But do you? <laughs> Come on, Martin. Didn't you say you were going to do it in the context? Okay, of you want me to do it in the context? Okay, I'll try and do it. <laughs> I don't really know how to do Good luck, Jared. A radio for speaking to God. No, I'm going to have to let them go. Oh, Phil? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, and of Phil course is. it is. Jesus. Bang. Jones, do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. It's a radio for speaking to God. Okay, so... Okay, Easy meet so, this. Easy meet this, Quiz yeah. Jared. Okay, Phil. Yeah, so yeah. next for you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, here's the next quote. Yeah, ready. Is it true that there's a point on a man's head where if you shoot it, it will blow up? Hot fuzz. <laughs> is it true that there is a place on a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? Okay, back to Martin. Martin. Mm-hmm. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Here's your quote. I used to be legit. I was too legit. I was too legit to quit. But now I'm not legit. I'm unlegit. <laughs> and for that reason, I must quit. <laughs> Is it something like rush hour? <laughs> no. And there's no, way, there's no really other way to say it. That's just how it's said. <laughs> yeah, pass again then. Bill? I don't know what it is, but the way you said it just made me laugh so much. Okay. Um, is it... Rod. Oh, no, I've never seen what it, is... sir. What is it? Hot Rod. You see, they're not in any order, so it's your own fault if you haven't watched Hot Rod yet. I used to be legit. In fact, I was too legit. I was too legit to quit. But now, I'm not legit. I'm unlegit. And for that reason... I must quit. And that's the kind of quality you can get from Hot Rod. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, Phil. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll get this, but let's see. All right? Yeah. Ready. Here's your quote. Go. The only way out of here is that valley that leads to the east, but I wouldn't wish that on a broke dick dog. Predator. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Phil, currently in the lead. Oh, yeah. The only way out of here is that valley that leads to the east. Okay, you ready, Martin? Yeah. Here's your quote. Once more into the fray, into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. Serenity? No. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. Once more into the fray, <laughs> into the last good fight I'll ever know. I didn't know you filmed it. Right? Live and die on this day. That's how it's said in the film. Nah, I don't know. Phil? The Grey. Oh. oh. I've not seen that either, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, it was, a, it, was, that's a, it was just a toss of the coin, and that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. All right. That's the, the way it goes, mine. Maybe you should have seen it. Maybe you should have seen it, huh? Once more into the fray. 
Phil. Someone love film. I can't Phil. help it. Hello, Phil. I, I bought it because I liked it and I saw it yeah, at the cinema. I it on Blu-ray, bitch. Yeah, in your face. Uh, okay, Phil. Yeah. yeah. Your quote. Yeah. I like to keep this handy for close encounters. Aliens. Ooh. <laughs> Streaming ahead here now. <laughs> it's not even a contest. I like to keep this handy for close encounters. Okay, you ready? <laughs> so, Phil. Uh, it was Martin next. You ready? Martin. Yeah. Martin, yeah. Okay. The safest place on this ship is right behind you. Do you want me to say it like the person who says it? Please. The safest place on this ship is right behind you. (laughs) It's not airplane, is it? No, it's not, Phil. Well, this is a tricky one. The safest place in this ship is right behind you. Don't Event be Horizon. No. Under Siege. Of course it is. Right. Okay. The safest place on this ship is right behind you. Phil oh, next. I feel so okay. sick with myself. Okay. Well, there you go. Phil falls down. He's not nice. infallible. <laughs> next one for Phil. Yeah. I don't know half of you as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you as well as you deserve. The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, Phil. Okay. That was an easy one. I thought it was an easy one, but anyway. I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. Right, Martin. Mm-hmm. Next. Here's your quote. All these things I can do, all those powers, and I couldn't even save him. Superman. Ooh, Martin back on the board. <laughs> Finally. Back on the board. Still, it's not over. It's not over. Isn't it? Okay, Phil, you ready? We'll be, we'll be in a minute. Go on, Mark. Here's your quote. Here's your quote. Yep. Here's your quote. Yeah. Who the fuck are you supposed to be? The green condom? You know it ain't Halloween for another few months, kid. Ooh. Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, Defendor? No. Martin? I I'm gonna say something like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. No, 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 <sighs> Kick Ass. Oh, oh God, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck you supposed to be? The green condom? No, it ain't Halloween for another few months, kid. Okay, back to Martin. Okay, Martin, mm-hmm. ready? This is your quote. You think I'm crazy? You call me crazy? You think I'm crazy? You want to see crazy? Lethal watch, lethal weapon. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Lethal watching. <laughs> yeah. You think I'm crazy? Yeah. How do you call me crazy? You think yeah. I'm crazy? Yeah. Hey, you want to see crazy? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Okay, Phil. Yeah. Hey, babe, I negotiate million-dollar deals for breakfast. I think I can handle this Euro trash. Die hard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, I negotiate million-dollar deals for breakfast. I think I can handle this Euro trash. So, okay, back to Martin. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yep. 
I never been in New Sale that had a phone in it. Can I stay a while? Because I ordered some pizza. No? 48 hours? Mm. Another 48 hours? No. Do you want me to say <laughs> it? Oh. I think, uh, yeah. Okay. No. Although, I don't know if I should, because I think you, you know you're on the right thing, maybe. I never been in New Sale that had a phone in it. Can I stay a while? Because I ordered some pizza. I knew it was something <laughs> like his. Um, it's not Beverly Hills Cop. Well, it is Beverly Hills Cop. I never been in a cell that had a phone in it. Can I stay for a while? Cause I ordered some pizza. That was my worst impression ever. <laughs> okay, you ready, Phil? Ridley Scott says hello, by the way. You ready? You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. They're good. <laughs> um, right, here's your quote. There are two kinds of people in the world, my friend. Those with a rope around the neck and the people who have the job of doing the cutting. Oh, I don't know. Three-tenths of you are. No. Ah. There is no really other way to say it, I don't think. That's fine. Fire it over. Martin won't get it anyway. Good, bad and the ugly. Was it? Yeah. What? It was indeed. It was. It was. I was going to say that because I thought it was a different line from the film. There are two kinds of people in the world, my friend. Those with a rope around their neck and the people who have the job of doing the cutting. Martin? Mm-hmm. Ready? Here's your quote. You've seen a general inspecting troops before, haven't you? Just walk slow, act dumb, and look stupid. Stripes? Mm, no. I reckon Phil will get this. Maybe not. Oh, God. Are you sure it's not Stripes? Nope. Okay. Um, God, I can see the scene in my head. I just can't think. I just can't put it into words. Um, Hamburger Hill. No, the dirty dozen. Oh, of course it was. Because it's Donald Sutherland, isn't it? You've seen generals inspecting troops before? Just walk slow, look dumb, and act stupid. Well, the next three are pretty easy, so anyway, who are we back to? We're back to Phil, is it? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Since you're new here, I'm going to cut you a break today. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Back to the future. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, an easy, they, they get easy. Since you're new here, uh, I'm going to cut you a break today. So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? All right, okay, Martin, you ready? Mm-hmm, yeah. <clears throat> I'll be back. Oh, Terminator. <laughs> no, the running man. <laughs> oh. In your face! In your face! <laughs> uh, I'll give you that, Martin. But... I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay. I was You're just very... determined to give you whatever opposite one you give me. Uh... Actually, I could have just said X-Men was Doom. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been any of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is the last one. Last one, Bill. All yeah. right. Yeah. You're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. Easy. Rocky. Oh, yes. You said you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. There we go. So Martin got five and Phil got it. Victory. Not as tight as it was at the start. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. So that was the movie quote quiz. Oh, whatever, Martin. Whatever. So there we go. So that's 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 the end of the quiz. Okay, moving on to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Good to see that the agendas have helped keep the podcast short.
Yeah, exactly. Yes. That was a long. That was just the the main topic. There was just a bit of a a waffle waffle fest. But I'll anyway. chop that down to ten minutes. Don't worry. Yeah, you chop that down. I'll chop that down like a tree. There's a lot. Of, there's about ten minutes at the start where we're just babbling. So <laughs> as always. Yeah, and then Martin says something in the middle. Cut that out. I'll cut that out. Don't worry about that. It's gone. Okay, so yeah, that was the end of this week's podcast number. I don't even know. Yeah, good podcast, boys. Yeah, good. Cut it down. Hopefully, that hasn't put off our new people. Yeah, don't go away, new people. Keep, keep carry on downloading. It feels I think, good. Uh, I think next agenda is uh, Phil. You is it? Yeah, I got a quiz and all sorts. Excellent. Excellent. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 this time it will be a good quiz. Cool. Yeah, in your face, Joe, I just insulted your quiz. My quiz was good. Right, well, mine's going to be better. Mm, yeah, that's debatable. Yeah, no, it's not, because it's oh. going to be. It's debatable at the moment, because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but I, I can give you the title. Mm, I don't care. Fine, I won't tell you what it is then. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Yeah, yeah, bye then. Goodbye, everybody. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, we'll end this properly, because we might have people listening. Um, uh, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, check out the Twitter and the Facebook page. Yep. And the website at badeducation.com. Come on, come back for more. Please don't be put off by this week. If you like it, get in touch. Let us know what you like. And leave some reviews on iTunes. Leave some reviews, man. If you're you're new and you're and you like it, leave some reviews. Yeah, leave some reviews. We've got got three on... Yeah, just leave... Three from about the first week. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, and the torrent of the first year is available now. Well, first volume, I had to call it in the end. Whatever. The first... Odd number of episodes. It's the first twenty-five, but that that's essentially the first two years of the podcast. When did Martin join? Uh, episode, yeah, yeah, so around episode twelve, thirteen or so. Oh, that was pretty pretty early on then. Yeah, mm. Cause, well, because we, we do uh, it's two a week, isn't it? Sorry, one every two weeks. So it's yeah, like weeks, yeah, yeah. So it's like 20. surely that should be like like twenty-five then for each year. Because sure. yeah, there has been gaps. Sure, Martin. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. With, with there's, the, been gaps. there's been gaps, but hey, they're there to available if you want to download and listen to them because some of them are good ish. Yeah, some of them are right. You have to choose which ones. Listen yeah. to them all. Yeah, and then email us at lethalwatching at abadeducation.com to tell us which are good. Yeah, yeah, good. So cool. Well, hey, yeah, peace Bye out. Bye, <laughs> Ciao. Adios, amigos. Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle. I'm Martin Gobian. In association with abadeducation.com. <gasps>